Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We are the Guys in Shorts King Show. We end a strong road trip by assassinating the Senators in a shootout, finishing the season sweep of the Habs, hunting down the Bruins in OT, but we finish off singing the blues in St. Louis. The booze? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, Screw Halloween guys. special. <laughs> That's good, James. That's good. Also, we talk about Alex Faust. Take a reach into the mailbag. Oh, and uh, Mike Milbury's an idiot. Yes, he is. True statement. All right, let's do this. I am Dennis Wilson. That is James Whitlock. Hey, and Jordan Heckman. Everybody loves a good roadie. Yeah, because we just finished. Yeah, it. yeah. I get it. I get it. Appreciate you being on the same yeah. same page as me, Dennis. I get what you're saying. You're uh, picking up what I'm, what I'm putting down. I am. Okay. I am. Cool. So, Ottawa. Yeah. 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 Tuesday night's game. Uh, bit tougher than I thought it would be. That's for sure. I mean, to be fair, they were a playoff team last year, and they did make it to the quarterfinals. I nah, I had them picked to go further, so they okay. sucked. All right, touche. <laughs> Not good enough. Back to back, so it's the the tail end of back to back. Yeah, it was a tough game the night before. Yep, and we saw another good performance from Darcy Kemper. I think what twenty eight saves mm-hmm. on uh, thirty attempts. So. Yeah, he Not looks bad. He's great. He's great. St- uh, starting off the season two zero for us, which is awesome. Yeah, coming out with a win. You know, back to back. That's good. I like it. That's all you can ask, right? Yeah. Nice shootout. Uh, great shootout. So Adrian Kempe kind of saves the game for us, I think, in the last minute and 41 seconds here um, to tie it up. Sorry, I meant in 46 seconds. I was close. And uh, we go to overtime, which we've kind of been the kings of, you know, in the, the past couple of years. But we've, we've kind of fallen off this yeah, year. Yeah, not so much what? this year. Yeah, but if we don't get to it, then who cares? That's true. Right? True. It's true. And we're also batting a thousand in shootouts, which we've never done before. It's only been one, but who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've stopped all all three shots as well, too. So it gets to Adrian Kempe. I don't think he was ever taken uh, a shot. Oh, he's one. 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 It was shot. one, and he missed. He missed. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, he completely missed the net, right? Yeah, like uh, I think so. Uh, like but yeah, he he either way he didn't score a goal. Regardless, uh, he puts on about fourteen moves. Yeah. Um, and just totally dismantles the goalie that was disgusting the, yeah. the whole like you know stick move around the puck yeah just totally threw threw him off and that was just amazing how it was, was able like to taking like it. a pocket watch and just yeah and it was so nonchalant about the whole thing too oh yeah even after he scored it and won the game he just like skates over like yeah i got it it's cool I did that that was me man i i uh 
when he was selected, I, I looked at his stats and saw that he had one shot and he had no made shootout goals. And you figured he was due. I would no, I was like, <laughs> I don't understand the selection. I feel like we have better people to go in. He's hot as hell right now. And That's I'll why. I'll tell you what. Um, Dennis has they, a crush. They, <laughs> they, have you seen that flow? He's got an epic flow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dennis on the 20 year olds. <laughs> hey, he's legal. You <laughs> <laughs> always have been a cradle robber, Dennis. So uh, <laughs> there must have been something in practice to show that he's got some moves to put on and, and, uh, he definitely did that game. Well, I think you bring up a great point, Dennis, is he has been hot, and why not put in the hot hand? Go with the hot hand. It's, Every time. I I'm, I would do it. I was expecting him to be one of the first two. I, I didn't think he'd be in the third slot you know, with more pressure, but hey, it worked. I'm not going to complain. And then we went back to uh, Montreal, and uh, <laughs> we kind of made them our bitches. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty sweet. This was more of the game that I expected from the first one. Yeah. I mean, not that the... First one was bad, but um, both can't be and Toffoli scored within the last minute of the first period. I kind of made a little bit of a joke that it was a McFlurry minute goal, but wrong period and <laughs> wrong, you know, Caitlin stadium. Kind of that was on the that one where one. they score well, like back to back, right? So some people, yeah, within like like eleven seconds of each other. Yeah, some people ridiculous. didn't get my joke. Um, I apparently, was it's it's hard to be sarcastic over uh, Twitter. Yeah, you got to have the hashtag sarcasm or something. Stupid. I'm, I'm a terrible millennial, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you. Yep. Uh, quick recorded his 46th career shutout of in his 500th game, uh, recording 40 saves, which it's, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's one of the best games I've seen quick play. Oh, standing True. on his head. He's been doing it lately. He's been standing on his head. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Great. Well, not it's great seeing him in, in this form this early. Yeah. He's uh, definitely in midseason form. Early, which is great for us. Uh, McDermott got his first career goal. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if you guys saw the celebration, but he looked like a child who scored his first soccer like goal like in AOI. I don't so think he stopped he was... smiling for like three days. Oh, no. No way. <laughs> it, it was it was really fun to watch. And that, that kind of shows you how much fun this team is having. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big part of why they're playing so well. Because they are yeah. having fun. Which I think we've kind of talked about. Before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're having so much fun. It's very apparent that everybody's having a lot more fun, except for Quick. He just doesn't change no matter what. I don't think Quick knows how to have fun, which I'm okay with. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I don't want him to change anything. Mr. Theories. So. Uh, the Kings matched their best start in franchise history, going 8 1 and 1, while the Habs got off to their worst start in 76 years. Wow. At the end of this game, which is pretty terrible. 76 and was a good year. Just a quick note. No, in 76 years. Like 76 years ago when you were born, James? No, I was born in 76, but it's a good year. Bicentennial. God damn it, James. Um, (laughs) Just a quick note here. uh, Kings forward Michael Amadio made his first career start. I don't know if you guys follow the Kings on Twitter at all, but they were making some jokes about it. it's a me, a Mario. And I laughed every single time I saw somebody retweet it. It was was pretty great. see that. That is good. And then we headed to the dreaded Bruins, which I think uh, all three of us may have called that loss. I think we we called that one a loss. I did. Yeah, yeah, I was, did. I called it a tough game. It's it's a place to play, but and and it it was true to form. It, we did play. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, if you look at the stat line here, this is I took note of this. 
It was just unreal how close the stat line was between the two teams. Shots on goal, 30 from both teams. Faceoff wins, 49% Kings, 51% Bruins. Hits, 35 Kings, 34 Bruins. Power play, we were both 0 for 2. And penalty minutes, both six minutes. So it was a very even game if you look at it that way. And obviously the difference maker here was Toffoli because he's the one who scored both goals. And can we talk about the second goal? Holy crap. Talk about Quick having the best game of his life possibly. Talk about having the most amazing game-winning goal that I have ever seen. I've been watching hockey that long, but holy crap. 0.9 seconds left. You see goals happen with you know one point something left, two point something left, but... 0.9 seconds on the clock, and they scored it with like 0.4 left on the clock. Yeah, so they could have done it again almost. Yeah, they they scored that in a half a second. That is insane. That is the most perfect face-off win by Kopitar to set up that one-timer. Oh, yeah. So it, it both of them, it it had to be perfect, and it was. It was amazing. There was definitely a little bit of luck involved. Uh, I saw the interview with Stevens after. He's like, look, I just put two right-handers out there, Dowdy and Toffoli, and whoever got closest to it got to take the shot. It had to be Toffoli, and he shot a laser in. Tuka Rask was not even in the game at that point. Like It was that far off. It was, it was amazing. And this couldn't have happened at a better time because we talked about going back east, and we talked about being in the different time zone and getting – Getting some of that respect, getting some of that media attention. Did you just say that respect? And <laughs> respect. Allergy. <laughs> <Respect. laughs> and so and so now, now we have not only one of the best plays in, for the year for the NHL, but now we actually brought uh, ESPN to the level of uh, covering hockey. It was kind of cool. You got to make a big splash. Da-na-na. You, wow. you have to make a big splash in hockey to get ESPN's attention. Yeah, and 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 now it's the goal that everybody's talking about in the NHL. So. Yeah, we, you definitely did talk about that, getting the that national recognition. What better way to do that, right? I'll tell you what, we're on people's radar now. and, and yeah, uh, absolutely, which that could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. I but. think it's a great thing for the team because it, it's we've got a lot more in our basket now than than just what what we've been doing the last couple of years. And, and it's going to be hard to kind of clue into what the Kings are doing and what our play is. Uh, if you look at everybody who's scoring, everybody who's making plays, and everybody who's getting on the puck, so. yeah. Well, and- they that that game also. I mean, it might have been the game before, but that game after that game, we're on top of the league. Yep, yep. I'm tied with, I believe, the, St. Louis. St. Louis. It was St. Louis going into tonight's game, but we had a tiebreaker with goal differential, whatever, which put us on top. Well, because we, but- we had the same amount of points in one less game. That's what it was. Yeah, they had two losses. Is what it was. So, but yeah, when you're sitting on top of the league and you have a highlight play like that, everybody's looking at you now, which may or may not be a good thing. It, it I doesn't. <laughs> I don't think it hurts us because any team we're going to play is already doing research on us anyway. It, I mean, they're not going to put more into it because if, yeah. if, they, if there was any more to put into it, then they're not doing their job. It's more of like, I dare you to stop us now. Yeah. Which yeah, is going to be fun hockey to watch. We we want the attention because we've always come into the, the postseason as like, you know, oh, the, the Kings, they're, they're tough in the postseason, but we haven't seen much of them during the year. And yeah. and we get this bullshit from Milbury, you know, who doesn't give a respect to our team. So now we never has, by the way. Oh, yeah. I went, I, so with this, and we'll get into this later with yeah. uh, JR, but there's some great videos. I, I suggest you Kings fans go out and look at Milbury and JR go at it. And they, in the postseason uh, interviews, they almost come to blows. Really? Oh my god! god I, I, I gained so much more respect much as, for Jr. As much as I really don't, I don't, I don't like either of them to be honest with you. But as much as I really don't like Ronick, I would love to see him just punch Milbury. In the face. It almost <laughs> happened in one interview I watched. That'd be great. Uh, 
before we finish off in this game, I do want to point out Toffoli's first goal was a, was a beauty too. It was a nice backhander off of a, a Bruins turnover in their zone. Um, but you kind of forget about that. Yeah, there's such a much cooler goal later. But <laughs> no, that that shot well as well got you know was one you would talk about if we didn't have that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That for beautiful sure. uh, under a second goal. They, I've, have you noticed like how much more opportunistic? They've been this year. Oh yeah, and I I feel like you see a lot of that. I feel like there's a lot more backhanded goals this year, and I think that's them just staying on top of it and getting the puck to the net as quickly as possible. That's it is absolutely you get the puck on the net. Yeah, you know you look at uh you know Toffoli with that goal. There a lot of goals have come off of turnovers. You had Kempe last week, Lewis. absolutely just robbing the puck and putting it in the net. It, it just it just keeps happening, and I think that's that's a great thing that we haven't been doing in the past is just haven't been very opportunistic they've come from more of the grinding plays rather than like oh shit i wound up with a puck i'm gonna put it in yeah Mm -hmm. i i think too it's like before like they were on a very specific way to play the game and you had to play that way and now there's just a general philosophy and you need to play within the bounds Whereas before, you had to play a certain way and this is like you get a little bit more free reign like the theme of this team is the reins are off yeah, they've they've been afforded more creativity. Yeah, that then they actually uh, I think it was Stevens or uh, Robitaille used that term. They've we've given more offensive creativity to the guys. Yeah, so it and that's going back to last year or two years ago. Gretzky was talking about there's no offensive creativity in the game anymore. Everybody has to play these super tight systems. Yeah, absolutely. So that they're kind of adopting a little bit of that, and it's paying off so far. And I mean, even even he, with the the loss tonight. Uh, it's they still weren't out of that game no. at any one point, really. Yeah. And you had that feeling like, even though they got down 2-0, you had the feeling like, well, they're going to come back. Right. Which they pretty much did. They yeah. just, you know, unfortunately allowed another one than an empty netter. But Which, I mean, doesn't really count. But, I mean, yeah. it, it does, unfortunately. But so On the stat line and for the game sheet, it does. But I think I think when we look at it and how we played, it's a 3-2 loss. Uh, yeah, that, that that empty netter isn't going to count against that, and, and losing a, a one goal game is is not getting blown out like you. Especially we were in to the, the Blues, most. when you're so evenly matched and they're such a good team. They're yeah, they're it's insane. I I wasn't expecting them to be this good this year. No, and to be duking it out for first place this early, like with the Blues, it's pretty fun to watch. Absolutely, we're in a good place. And to be fair, the Blues in this game seem to have a better plan coming out and, and just came out a lot stronger in the beginning. And even through, you know, the pr- first part of the second period uh, seemed to just be, uh, be more in tune with each other. And the Kings were just kind of behind the pedal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's, that's to be expected for the Kings. This is the end of a very long road trip as well, too. Like they're ready to go home. They're tired. They've been on however many different time zones in the past two weeks. Um, the way that we played in this game, I think it's a good loss. Well, they also wouldn't be a Kings game if they didn't give up the first sound, goal. So sound like Jesse Cohen talking about a good loss. <laughs> <laughs> There's such things. That's what he said on his show today, too. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't steal it. I haven't listened to the show. Come Jesse. on. There's no good <laughs> loss. He's like he's, Jesse. I'm going to call you out for a second. He said that there's a. Uh, he really didn't care if we if we had a loss against the Blues tonight. See, I can't completely and, agree with that. If if you're going to lose, you need to lose in a competitive game. I, you know what, the only, the only good that might come out of this is, is a little wake up call to say, Hey, listen, we need to play a full exactly. 60 minutes. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't ever say before a game that I would be okay with losing this game. I want every point, every point we can get. Yeah. Well, you have to go into every game, 
like thinking that, believing that, that you're going to win that game. But losing in the fashion that they lost, which was a very close game, a very competitive game, you're not going to win every game. So losing that close to a, such a good team is a lot better than getting blown out by a team like Montreal. If we're if we're or fighting, the Coyotes, think about it. If we're yuck. fighting for for first place in the conference, you got to look at this as a conference final. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to you got to I mean, play it so that you know how you match up. Now, yeah, but so much stuff changes in, in the next seventy <clears throat> something games. You know that it's the, neither of us are going to be the same teams. Number one, hopefully we have Gabbert back. Number two, we're going to have Carter back, and who knows? We could lose somebody. They could lose somebody. They could lose. Tarasenko or, God forbid, whoever else. So I, I think you also need to play these early games against these tough teams smart and not show them too much of what you're capable of face-to-face and also play smart where you're not getting people injured. I think the better point for you to make on that one, James, is the the saying is you don't win, uh, you don't get into the playoffs or you don't win like the season now, but you can lose it now. Sure. Because these points do count. That does add Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's like, I've always found that saying to be bullshit. Oh, it's a long season. It's okay to lose games now. Well, no, no it's not. not at all. How many years have we no, missed out on the playoffs yeah. because we were like two games yeah, out? Right. These games count. So you do need to go on to win them. I'm just not going to be so upset about this loss tonight because honestly, we're off to a, the best start ever. And the Blues are a really good team, and we played them very well. So yeah, we got 19 points out of the first month. I'm not. I'm not going to be too pissed off about losing this game. Now, if we got blown out, then then we're talking something different. But they played well enough to where I'm like, I'm okay with it. Obviously, I wanted the, I wanted to win, but I'm not going to be super pissed off about this. No, not at all. Should we put a wrap on the month on the road trip? Roadie done. So we we uh, close out this month. And I believe two of us said ten and two, and yep. one said nine and three. Yeah. Uh, so no one was really right. Come yeah, on, Jordan, that, you're gonna give it to me. That o- OTL two weeks ago does it, not count as a loss. Yeah, that's <laughs> still got points for it. Wow, so. Jordan's a I, fucking you know turncoat. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what it is. We got a point for that. That rounds it up. So it should. That's be. true. As long as they're not playing price, we got right points rules. in ten games. Yeah. Uh, so if we're on the playground, James and Jordan get to play tetherball first. Woo! <laughs> At least I'm not wearing a duck sweater and a Blackhawk shirt. Ooh, violent gentleman. I, I I'm, looking, I'm looking at you. you, James, red and black over here. Violent white. gentleman. Blackhawks colors. I'm supporting violent gentleman. At least we're not trying too hard to be a it Kings does, fan. It doesn't say Chicago on it. It just says <laughs> ice in our blood. Yeah, mine says KTM on it. I got nothing for it. I, I was going to go for it. No, I I, had, I can take that. I, I'm sure I could think of something, but it'd probably be really bad. So we talked about that amazing Toffoli goal, and I want to point out the amazing call by Alex Faust and Jim Fox on that. That was a signature call. That was pure excitement. Yes. Okay, so serious question. What is better, the goal or Jim Fox losing his shit? Say, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> That like was a, amazing in itself. Have you? Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, like, they were just in tune at the moment, and and um, oh, yeah. them sharing it together—that's something that is going to build their teamwork. And exactly, and, and how non-homer Foxy is it, to see him just lose his shit like that was so much fun. Like I, 
I watched probably that replay about 20 times, and half of that was just to hear their reaction. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Just to hear it, because I can't believe that that was the actual call when I first you know, saw that that's what was said on Twitter, because I was losing my shit. Oh, like, yeah. I, di- I didn't hear the call. No. Not until I watched the replay. Yep. So that was fantastic. It is so good. So I want your guys' opinion. I, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about Alex Faust, about how well he's doing. I want to know what you guys think. Okay. Um, is it uh, my question to your question is, is it too early to say we make the playoffs? Is it too early to say with our record now that we that we win the cup? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Oh, it isn't. It's rainbows and butterflies. Okay. <laughs> I I think it's too early to to give a full opinion on Alex. Like, he's, but you can give a progress report. Uh, I I'm saying that you know he's feeling it out. I think I think the new kid on the block. Um, Mo is uh is gonna get old, you know he he eventually is gonna have to settle in and and sure. just make his opinion his and you know holding up the rule book it's good I always keep this rule book with me so I can read about the rules and and know that you know with that goalie interference tonight that that whole thing is just to me is gonna get old real quick it's starting to wear on me a little bit I'm starting to but I think part of that is too is that they brought in somebody young to attract new fans and so these new fans they have the opportunity to learn with with Faust as well too to that point right so when when he asks some specific question about goalie interference something like that and then Foxy come turns around and answers it for you where maybe he wouldn't have done that before you're people get the opportunity to learn and you get more fans he could he could do I I understand what you're saying but I think he could also do it from an educated standpoint because he is Rather play by play caller yeah. the new guy yeah he's I mean he's a he's a seasoned professional he's, uh, but he's really not though I mean he was doing college games before this the only reason why he got this job is because he had such excellent chemistry with Jim Fox and he's a, he's good on the mic I mean he's got a, he's got well, a good course. voice yeah I mean he's, he knows he's the got game skill, he, yeah. and he's got the passion for it like he he really fought for his way all the way through to where he's come now so. Yeah. I, I, I think at 28, like he's he's done more than most people have done in broadcasting. And and so he's he's probably the right man for the job. I think he's doing a good job now. Um, I'd like to I'd like to for him to get a little more comfortable um, with the team and and uh, and with kind of his job. Sure. So that I don't have to I hear agree. about. But you you bring up his age being 28 years old. Uh, I mean, I, I'm only two years older than him. I'm 30. I think at, at 28 years old, you're still finding out who you are and what you want to do. And I think he's still finding out who he is inside the booth as no, well. No, I too. think you. I think you kind of know who you should. Who you know you are by like 25. Like he, he's he's not changing professions. He's been doing this. This sure, is what he's it, been doing. It's on a grandiose stage. Like it's it's such a step up from doing NCAA hockey when he's taking days off from work during the week off of his nine to five job. Okay, where so he's, now he's doing it every day. So you get called. Let's go for a different genre. And let's say you you do musicals and you get called up to Broadway. Do, do people give you a pass because you're new on Broadway, or do they expect you to be just as good as the guy was before you? Sure. I mean, you want to step in and do the same thing, but I don't think I, anyone's asking for a pass. I think he's doing an admirable job. He's doing good. He's doing good. He's just not everybody's cup of tea. And I think the problem with it, before we get into what Dennis's opinion, because we kind of got on, on a side tangent here, but... Don't we usually do that? Everybody wants to Poor compare Dennis. him to Bob Miller. I'm not even I'm not even doing that. 
I know, but everybody does. That's just unfair. It's and not, to yeah. anybody who is doing that, comparing to Bob Miller, that's it's just It's like comparing unfair. Joe Davis to Vin Scully. It's just not fair. No. It's just not. It's a totally different person to, with a totally different skill set. Bob Miller could carry the game by himself the entire time if he had to, just like Vin Scully did his entire career. It's like comparing Joe Buck to anybody who's good at their job. Yeah. Oh. You guys want to hear oh, the wait, most sorry. annoying sound in the world? Joe Buck's <laughs> voice. <laughs> I do like <laughs> Foxy and Fausty. I love that. That's kind of wearing on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Travis. Shoot. Uh, Cheers. Okay. No, I do. That's really starting. I thought that was going to bug me. That's really starting to grow on me. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Thanks, Patrick. Good job, (laughs) O'Neal. Thanks, Patio. Uh, Dennis, what are your thoughts? I really only have two complaints, and one of them I can already tell it's been worked on a bit. Uh, The first game or two, he... Love to use the word easily. He easily takes the puck. He easily passes it through. He easily does this. This is NHL. That can't be that easy, the stuff that they're doing, right? Yeah. So that was one of the the initial complaints I had, and he he's definitely worked on that. You don't hear that so much. He's finding more ways to describe the play. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll ever get close to what Doc does, but, you know, uh, that's fine with me. He doesn't need to do that. That's mm-hmm. That's his deal. Um, the only other complaint I have, and I don't know if it's something that he'll ever change is that he sounds very generic. It sounds like I have my announcer voice on. Yeah. That like, does he go home and talk like that? Maybe he might. Maybe that's how he make love. Makes love. Oh, (laughs) Dennis, we'll leave that research to you. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm not so annoyed by it. It's not a, 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 Huge thing where I'm like, I know I don't like him because he sounds generic. It's just one of those things like, what was it, the first game of the season wasn't called by him, and I for the first half a period, I thought it was him. Yeah, you know, And he sounds like every college announcer that's out there. Yeah, I And mean, I know I, that's where he came from and everything, sure. but the thing that I do like about it is he's very clear. Like, you, There's no like slurring of words. There's no fumbling of anything. Doesn't sound like me. Yeah, or me. He doesn't sound like we're six beers deep into yeah, the right? podcast. Yeah. So- like I do appreciate that, you know. And it's I think that that also builds into time. I think once yes. he gets comfortable, two seasons, three seasons in, then yeah. he's not gonna feel like he's got to kind of go over everything and check everything before he says it. It's just gonna come a little more natural, yeah. And you're gonna get yeah. to see who he is. It'd be interesting to see, like the end of the season, the last few games, you know, watching those, and then go back and watch the first game that he called over again and see if there is a big difference in the way that he calls. Cause I'm sure there has, yes, to. he's done a lot of college. He's done a lot of things, but like you said, Jordan, he's, he's doing it every day or whoever said that he's doing it every day now. Like three, this is three times this is a week job. Sure. Yeah. You know, and this is like, he focuses 100% on this now. So he's obviously going to change. He's going to get better, all that good stuff. So, and I'll I, tell you what, his calls are solid. Like he, he's on every player. Like he, he's, He's describing the puck movement. He's so his calls are good. Like the things that we're talking about are very minor. Oh yeah, that, that's, that's that's what I call nitpicking. Like I, yeah. I, honestly, what I really like about him is that he brings up the energy level as something is about to happen, or if something just comes right out of the middle of nowhere, like just a, a shot goes off and it goes in. It's not like a oh and he scores. Like it's like he gets into it. Like yeah, he yeah. he's acting like a fan would mm-hmm. in that sense of like, hey, there's a goal that just happened, you know, like let's get excited. And it should be fun. You yeah. you should be you should be like in the other room grabbing something and hear something and want to run back yeah. in because you 
hear it in yeah, his voice. That's your job as a color guy. And I, I think a lot of people who are giving him crap take for granted how close they are sitting at home, how close they are to the action. Where if you look at where the press boxes are inside Staples Center or inside any stadium, they're they're up there. Oh and yeah. They, they're high, they're as high calling. As oh yeah. And they're calling people's names when they can't see them. So they they know the profile of, you know, the player or they know what Numbers, number they are yeah. on the side of their jersey. Yeah. They they know who's in on the line changes and stuff like that. So it's it's very impressive how he's been able to step in with a very minimal amount of mistakes. He's well, a huge too. professional. Oh yeah. There's just yeah and and I think everything we're talking about two three seasons in is going to be out worked out. Yeah, yeah. And he he's going to be one of those announcers you're like I really like this guy. So you let's. Know, th- th- I got to be honest. Like I miss Bob Miller, but he's not making me miss Bob Miller. Not at all. So that that I think is a good sign because That's I was really worried they were going to hire hi- hire somebody. You know, I love John Rosen for all the stuff that he does, but I'm not a fan of his game call. I'm just not. And. I feel that him calling the games would make me miss Bob Miller. Sure. So, but That's a good point. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to give a better compliment than that. But yeah. you know, I, I think he's doing a great job, and I think by the end of the season, it won't even be a discussion anymore of like, hey, do we want to keep Alex Faust next year? So it sounds like a unanimous guys in short stamp of yeah. approval. Yep. Should, should we not give him that a grade? he needs it. No. <laughs> should we give him a grade? I mean, if you want to grade it, I'll, I'll give him a solid B. It's kind of our thing, right? Yeah. I'll give him a solid B. All right. Jordan, go ahead. I'm going to go B, B, B plus. Like a, like an 87%. I'm going to give him. Some people call that a B. Some people call it a B plus. I'm going to give him the A minus. Like, I really, really I really feel he's. After getting into it, you're going to give him a fucking <laughs> better grade than me. Yeah. You're such an asshole. <laughs> no, because what I. got a toppy, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> fucking topper. Man. Make him look like an idiot, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> what you, I do. It's what I do. So you no, make George, yourself look like no, an idiot. I, the only reason you know. I'm saying that is because the one thing that I and I just I was I had to think it through. But the one thing I have a problem with, I think he's going to work out. Um, and and it's I think it's more me than it is 98 percent of the other fans. Yeah. You know, so what I'm saying, I don't think applies to most. I don't think it even applies to you guys. That that even bothers you too much. I just, for me, it's just like, okay, we get it. You're the new guy. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I so, just and you're entitled to have your own opinion. Yeah, so with that, sure. I mean, I take that out of it. And and the only other th- problem I have with him is is really not a big issue either. So I he's doing a great job. And like you said, we don't miss, we miss Bob. But we don't miss him by hearing. Yeah, he's not making Alex me miss it. Bob. Yeah. So. And the chemistry between him and Jim is great. Is what you said earlier is is. Is phenomenal, and and from that play call, we we got to really see it in its raw form. Yeah, it, to put this to bed, I, I want to touch on one last point uh, that we need to lay to rest. Is I've seen some people on the forums and stuff like that saying that Alex Faust is using this as a stepping stone to get to national broadcast. I think that is the biggest crock of shit. That there's no, no, there's not much bigger stage than a huge market team like the LA Kings. It does already get, done national broadcasts and yeah. he didn't stay there. So yeah. I mean that that I don't know what now he there's gets to, to say about it. Yeah. And now he gets to, you know, go to a place to call his own. He gets to stay in Southern California, but who doesn't want to fucking be here, right? Yeah. Like no like how miserable would it be in upstate New York? And I'll tell you what, I think with the entire management team, this has probably been talked about and say, listen, we're looking for a career guy. Yeah. We're we're looking for somebody. You're you're uh our last announcer <laughs> lasted four decades. So, you know, we're hiring young because we expect you to stay with the team. Yep. And outlast all of us. So I, I don't I don't and I would be willing to bet on that. If anybody 
felt the need, like put your money where your mouth is. I I would be willing to bet on that. That that's not twenty five more years. I'd put money on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's talked to Bob, and Bob's told him how this is here. You know, and he he had to know coming in with the guy that's oh, tenured sure. forty four years that this is a great place to be. So, like you said, it's L.A. It's a major market team. Like he has a chance to basically be the guy that Bob was and bring up a generation of fans. And so. you're, you're stepping into a market that is showing the ultimate appreciation for a, a long-term announcer. Like you're you're walking into oh, that. Yeah. And so you know that if you do a good job and you stick around and you mean as much to the team as the last guy. The last time I checked, there's there's four people on Mount Rushmore. There, there's and in LA, we've got three people so far. We've got Chick Hearn, we've got Vince Scully, and we've got Bob Miller. Why not be the fourth? All right there, you go. Got a long way to go. He's got to yeah. wait four decades <laughs> to do it. But. <laughs> so we've got a mailbag question via Twitter uh, from at LA Kings Quest. Um, we got into a little bit of a conversation. Uh, Jeremy Roenick said something about how great are the Kings playing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he responded back to him about, yeah, that'd be great if you could talk about that on uh, your podcast. Oh, wait. And then I responded and said, hey, we'll talk about it on, on uh, our <laughs> podcast. Perfect. And then he poses the question of, did Jeremy Roenick put more effort into A, his brief podcasting career, or B, playing hockey while on the LA Kings? Did he put effort into either? I don't think so. I, I Did you? <laughs> so I listened to, and I went back and I listened to a few of Ronick's podcasts again. Ouch. One of them he said he was doing from bed, or he was just getting out of bed to do the podcast. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God. <laughs> so I'm going to say there's no effort at all in his podcast. Did he, is it just him by himself? Like, so, did he just record it into his know, iPhone and post it? No, no. It's actually, it sounds good. Like, it's it's decent. Okay, recording. so there's a little bit of effort there. Uh, so, there's a little bit of production value? Absolutely. Yeah. And his partner, I, I forget who it is, but... Um, Doesn't matter. It probably does, but... Yeah, obviously does, and it only lasted a year. Uh, it uh, is like 10 episodes. And... Um, they they put some work into it and and I I feel like so you know how animated Jeremy Roenick gets right yeah. in his broadcast he's but when a he's mellow mad. version of that but but he's like absolutely not that's bullshit blah 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 and like when he when he talks about things he talks about it with passion so I think sure you know a little hint we don't do our podcast from bed like you don't phone it in like that but. Like he does, like when you get him riled up on something and he, he talked about, you know, uh, I listened to him talk about the whole breakup between the Kings and, and Sutter and Lombardi and bringing in uh, or stepping up Luke and, and bringing Robin. And uh, he's like, here's the problem. Like, I don't want to crap. It's hard to see your friends get fired and replaced with your other friends. Yeah. And he gave props to both Rob and Luke saying that it's it's uh two of his favorite players he's ever played with. So, um But did he really yeah, play with them? Yeah, but how much playing did he really like, yeah. was, didn't he come into camp like 30 pounds overweight or something something like that? Or? He played 58 games with the Kings. And okay. then I forget what he played with the Sharks, but Yeah, so I mean, he bounced around in, in the end of his career, but uh so his time with the Kings, 58 games, 22 points. Meh. Well, I've seen worse. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen worse. My problem from is a, from a former superstar. Right, he was the man. So like In Chicago, the, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the man. Like it was when I heard we were getting Jeremy Roenick. It was like, oh shit! Like it's about to go down. And then like twenty-two points. Woo! Well, he broke his finger in in that season, so he had he had some issues. 
that he was working through, but he just didn't seem to care. Like that was my my. Uh, well, and he was only with him. with the Kings for one season, so yeah. obviously the his effort wasn't enough, regardless of if he had a bad season. Um, I, even if someone has a bad season, if they're putting in effort, like you know, breaks go both ways, right? And if you see someone putting in effort, and if they're not doing it, they're not going to pick them back up. Just well, he no, he said at the end of the season, he's like, I really want to go to a Canadian team. So he went to the Sharks. No, I think he went to Coyotes next, and then the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> even further south. A former Canadian team. Yeah. That's true. All right. But I mean, when you're saying that you don't want to, you obviously don't want to be here if you want to go to a Canadian team. Yeah. Like that's your goal. But, you know, for him to talk so much, uh, so well about the Kings, you know, in, in, in the podcast, when when he gets on broadcast and postseason. Which is surprising. To, he just to shits on the Kings. That. Yeah, he's like Mike Milbert. Like, I, well, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. I, I want to yeah. touch on that. But he just shits on the Kings, and all, and it's like it's kind of like okay, well the Kings did this, you know they eight seed and they're coming up, and they you know they won the first round. Well, yeah, that's gonna be short lived, and blah blah. And it it's not until they're like doing well in the finals that he's like, well, I, you, I think they got a shot. Do you remember after he retired, and the Kings gave him that like little spot that they'd air like in between periods? Uh, I forget it was like Ronix something or other, where yeah, basically yeah. he give like the the weekly update on the Kings and all he did, I mean, this is during the dark years I and mean, the Kings obviously deserved it, but this is a dude being paid by the Kings or maybe it was prime ticket or whatever, but he's paid by the the people broadcasting or that own the team like to talk about the Kings. And all he did was just shit on them. There was nothing positive that he would ever talk about. I don't get like there, there's three big names that I, I, I think about in broadcasting. There's Ronick, there's Milbury, which we'll talk about. And then there's Mr. Mullet. <clears throat> who, Barry Melrose. Oh yeah, who used to coach the Kings? That all of them just have a habit of shitting on the Kings. Melrose doesn't. I've seen him like he well, pre. It, I will give Melrose credit because he will. He calls it as like it is pretty much like he's he's got actually pretty great insight and yeah. like he's kind of got a crystal ball. He called one of the Kings cups. I think it was in fourteen. He called the cup. So it, he he saw that it was that that the trend was going away from you know, the King style being successful and he called them out on it. So I, I can respect that. And of course at the time you're like, well, fuck you mullet. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> no way. But I remember him doing it because I remember posting up on Facebook, you know, the, the link of him saying it, that he was calling them for the cup. And I remember saying the man, the myth, the mullet, Billy, Barry, <laughs> Barry Melrose calls the Kings for the cup. So right, fair enough. You know, I, I, I respect him a lot. He's a really smart guy. I wish he would have coached longer. Like just in general, but uh, you know, analyst and money it's is pretty so good or something. I guess. To, I mean, that's why off sport. But Jay Gruden hasn't come back to coaching. It's such such less um, a lower amount of stress for yeah the same or maybe even more money. So even gonna, if it's less, I'm going to do something yeah, I don't true. normally do, and I'm going to close this out before I go off on a rant. Okay. Oh, for boy. L.A. Kings Quest and their mailbag requests, what do we say? What's our answer? I'm going to say probably put more effort into the podcast. Yep. From, <laughs> I mean, there's production value. To, to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't heard it, but the way James talks about it, James is very convincing, however. But um, it sounds like he put more effort into the podcast, regardless of doing it from bed or wherever the fuck it was. I was younger. I was just, you know, I was like the the typical, like, you know, kid that's like, everything's rainbow and butterflies. Like, what, what do you mean they're out, you know? Just after the All Star break, they could still win enough games to get in the postseason. You just don't really fully understand. But I could tell that Ronick 
just like didn't care about playing for the Kings at all. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say you put more effort into the podcast. All right. I think it's unanimous. I'm going to go the same way. <laughs> I, in fact, it made me want to go back and kind of hear about the end of last season. He goes through the playoffs, and I think I'm going to listen to the rest of the podcast. But Interesting. I, it, okay. don't don't start that shit back up. Yeah. You got enough uh, hockey radio around here. But hey, you know, here. you're more than welcome to come on the Kings. Absolutely. Or yeah. on our podcast. So now we're going to take it awry and, and, and talk about, in doing the research for our mailbag question, there is a slew of Ronick slash Milbury arguments where it almost comes to fisticuffs. And um, I think Ronick destroys Milbury. And it's just oh, sweet, yeah. sweet justice. It's not even fair. It's like... I don't want to say it, but like, you know, when you see those videos, oh, that's good. You see those videos of like a special needs kid on a football team that runs in for the touchdown. That's Mike Milbury. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you heard that. I hope he listens. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Yeah, right? Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, and, and then there's, there's a side set of videos that talk about Milbury just flip-flopping on on his broadcast, on his points. Like, like mid-broadcast? Uh, no, it's in different <laughs> broadcasts where, okay. where they break it down. But he's, he, one talks about a biting incident, and he's like, you know what? You put hands in the face, you, you're liable to get a bite. And then the next the next broadcast, he's like, biting should not be in the NHL and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? He, he just kind of— He's a tool. I think he just speaks so emotionally, and he doesn't have any basis for it, so he doesn't know which way to go. Yeah, but I do too, and I don't sound like an idiot. The thing is, the I think part. I think that he is because he, well, he's on NBC. Is that what he? Yeah, I yeah. think his whole thing of being on there is to literally piss off everybody else on the panel because that's all he does. He just will whatever point that will piss off and get under the skin of the other person across the table is what he does, and he does it very well, and I think that's what he's paid to do. I wonder what Ben's opinion of Melbury is. He probably likes him. He probably well, would. Well, because he's kind of the Fox News of, like, NHL. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll what, just... That, and, that, and that's why Ben would like him. Yeah, just pissing everybody off. Just, yeah, saying whatever, just get a yeah. rise. Yeah. I, I think I've heard somebody else say that, and I've since watched him just do this over and over and over again. It doesn't matter what that person's point is, whether they're wrong or they're right. He's going to take the counterpoint and just try and like get it under their skin and just piss them off. I just don't see how um, you say to somebody like, yeah, your team's 7-1-1 or whatever we were at the time and say, hey, listen, you're not fooling me. I don't think you're a very good team. Yeah. When, when you look at all the objectives the Kings have done, if he's done his homework, he sees where they were last season and what they were doing. And what their game plan was, and he the sees, changes they've made. Yeah, the 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 focus that they said they were going to have, and then seeing it come to fruition for the first eighth of a season, and 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 it, they're doing exactly what they say they're going to do, and then you say, "Oh, you're not fooling me. You're just getting lucky." He's just saying because he, he doesn't he doesn't actually he doesn't do any of the research. He doesn't do on any of the, the research because he, he knows enough to like, oh, they've changed their coach. Oh, they changed their GM. And they've done this, and they've done that. that. He knows enough to say that, but he doesn't know like all the other stuff about it and what they're really doing. Oh, they have a system change because new coach. But that doesn't. He doesn't know shit about what's going on right. because he has never once cared about any West Coast hockey team for one, 
And for whatever reason, he's really got it out for the Kings. He's never Which is stupid because when if the you're Kings in won the cup and they're talking afterwards, he's basically sitting there fucking pouting that the Kings won. Like it, it's ridiculous. He's he's such a fucking jackass. All right, so he's a tool, and I don't know how he's lasted this long in national broadcasting because he's good at getting under people's skin, and that's what he's paid to do because it creates drama, which people want to see. Before we do a whole second podcast just on Mike Milbury, uh, let's get into next week. <laughs> Jordan's shutting that <laughs> yeah. shit down. I'm just saying. I'm hot. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about next week. All right. So uh, Thursday, we've got a rematch with Toronto, a uh, chance to revenge our first regulation loss of the season. They are third in the Atlantic, 7-4-0 with a plus five goal differential. Uh, I think we come out hot in that game. We've got a couple days of rest here. Or, yeah, a couple days of rest here. And I think we, we've been like 5-2. Uh, to two. Jesus. Yeah, why not? Why not? Talk about rainbows and butterflies. It's still rainbows and butterflies over here on the hate couch. It's a new month, I guess. Right <laughs> yeah, right. While it lasts. And then Saturday, we go against the uh, former second place team. In the league, uh, Nashville. <laughs> the, the Nashville Predators were fifth in the Central, uh, five, four, and two. With does, the negative. Uh, does Carrie Underwood still go to other games now that uh, Hubby's not playing? I doubt it. That'd be really funny. Uh, they're five, four, and two this season with a negative four goal differential and two, three, and one on the road. I think that's going to be an easy win. So, uh, what do you guys got? Two and zero, one and one, zero and one. One oh and one. Oh and two. I'm gonna go oh and one and then a one and one. A one and one. Yeah. You gonna sure. say we don't win a game? No, I'm not saying that. He's just Dennis is an asshole. Well, yeah. Okay. Asshole. Well, wait a after fucking De- minute. After Dennis already <laughs> said we lose two games. Um, I'm gonna say Dennis is even on the hate couch. I'll say we go two and oh. I get shit for going rainbows and butterflies, you know, but it's, uh, it's worked so far. It's easy this week. It's 2-0. We're going to come back. We're going to have a revenge game against Toronto. Uh, they're very young. They're very fast. Um, but I think, we're th- in the end, we're the better team. We're coming home. We're, we just got a wake-up call from St. Louis. Um, I, I don't see Toronto being, being the problem. The changes we made in the third period of that game when we lost to them, I think are going to are gonna carry over, and I think we're going to come out and we're going to have a very good game. Nashville's going to be an easy win. And last season, if I was saying that, we would have lost. But this year, what's different about us is we're winning those games that are, we're supposed to win. Like, you know, the yeah. Montreal's, the Coyotes, even though we haven't played them yet, I'm sure we'll beat them. But we're winning the games we're supposed to win, which is huge. Was that's, what, that's what's going to get you to the playoffs. And and I don't year. think, I mean, I don't think Nashville, you got Nashville um, with five wins so far. I, I don't think they're a, they're a, a pushover team. No. Which can I point out real quick? I'm sorry. The Coyotes are one ten and one right now. <laughs> yeah, like they won their first game tonight. Holy shit! Yeah, that's, that's terrible. That's ten, really go bad. ten games and not win one. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! How does that uh, mark? No, that, they won their first game tonight, so they went eleven games without winning one. Oh. Yeah, they went to overtime. Once. How do they have fans showing up? I was they just did in Arizona before. for a week. And they didn't before, true. so I don't. I I wonder what the game looked like tonight. Yeah, you know, it's just gonna be weird to see them in. In like a dark blue and neon in green. Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell called them finishing ahead of the Kings in like in the playoff run? I, I had it written down. It wasn't us. I know, because whoever that was is a fucking idiot. 
Anyways, whoa, 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 it, uh, whoa, whoa, easy. No, seriously. Like, are you serious? Like, I said they were dumb when that happened. That was before the season started. Was that Yahoo? I, I think it was Yahoo, yeah. Oh, my God, that's terrible. It was terrible. like Puck Daddy or whoever the fuck it was. Oh, that's terrible. Dennis, well, what you got this week? We have everybody. We have I, Kings at 16th, so. I, I actually, I'm going to go, uh, I'm, I'm going 2-0. 2-0! Oh, I agree. I think everybody. the, I think the, uh, the we're going to avenge our loss against uh, the Maple Leafs and then. Nashville's just not looking so hot this year. Nope. So I think we No Mike Fisher, we, no we, James Neal. Not we ride the same that. team. Yeah. I think we ride that and we're uh we're going to an L. All right. So before we get out of here, um I want to go over just some notables for the team. Before tonight's game, uh against St. Louis, Quick led the league in save percentage at 0.946, goals against average at 1.76, and shutouts at two. Uh, Kings had the or they might still, but the lowest goals against average per game at 1.82. Kings also lead the penalty penalty kill at 92.7. Yeah, Dowdy leads the league in plus minus at plus 13. And we'll go down the watch list real quick. Kopi watch seven goals, six assists. Brown watch five goals, six assists. Kempe watch. I'm, I'm I think I'm adding that to the list. Uh, six <laughs> goals, enough. three assists, and Dowdy watch. Uh, he had a goal tonight, so he's four goals, and maybe he got an assist tonight. I'm not sure, but at least five assists. I I heard something. Uh, I wish I would have written down the number of games, but uh, for Kopi to get to the number of goals he was at before this game, I think it was 44. Was like yeah, 40 something games yeah. last year. So that what a difference, right? Huge, huge. So going over, we have our fantasy league. Just want to touch base on that. Give props to our top three and our bottom three. You don't want to be the bottom three. Sick. I'm right in the middle. <laughs> hey, I'm not in the bottom three. You're, you're <laughs> off the hook this week. So in first place, we've got 16 uh, category wins, three losses, one tie. Um, going to Buck as the forum club. That's actually Brett. Oh, that's Hockey Brett. Hockey encyclopedia. Brett Davidson is in first place. Mr. Half Auto Draft. Yeah, Mr. Half Autodraft, Mr. I don't play fairy tale hockey. Like, oh, <laughs> he's wow. actually killing it. <laughs> he's doing pretty good. So, second place, we're going to go Brown Clifford Brown Dowd. That's Jay Flats. Uh, yeah, he could thank me for that one because I freaking forgot to do my lineups like half the week last week and I had him and he just murdered me. So, <laughs> so Dennis is an asshole. Got it. Yeah. Excuses are the nail that build the house failure. Hmm. Wow, well, where'd so, you pull that saying from? Yeah. His ass. <laughs> we use it at work. Is, is that a is that a uh, Navy saying? No. <laughs> and then in third place, uh, Clifford Squad. Yeah, it doesn't matter who that is. Run yeah, by fine. James Whitlock. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Third run, place. Run by Rotowire. Only, only. <laughs> we drafted together, so you know who. who I okay, been. speaking of fucking Rotowire, all you bastards in our fan duel league. I'm looking at you, Keith and Jason. You guys need to. Get- Pick your own freaking teams. Quit picking from Roto Grinders or wherever the hell you're getting it from. <laughs> yeah, because you guys had the same exact team last Two week. weeks in a row. Yeah. So going to going to the last three, um, bottom three with five wins, 12 losses, uh, and three ties is Jared. Uh, Perry eats dog food. Well, he <laughs> he obviously is probably in the running for best name. Oh, yeah. I yeah. do, I do like none. the hit on Perry. Yeah. Uh, as And... In 13th out of 14th is Team Name Autodraft by Michael Timoney. <laughs> also, Which I five, just smoked his ass last week. Five wins, 13 losses. He's and probably two doing ties. a lot like me and just not setting the lineups for the day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the last place, 14 oh, out boy. of 14, enjoy this Team Name Slobber Knockers by <laughs> uh, Guys in Shorts' own Flagship Victor Costello. Show. <laughs> Victor Costello has. 
Four wins, 15 losses, and one tie. So auto-drafting doesn't work. Yeah, so it's uh, you, you might want to get on there. Make sure you set your lineups. You can set them like a week in advance. Just keep doing every day, every day, every can day. Can you? Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. Was that, uh, You're welcome for that tip. Was oh, that, thank God. Was that Victor I, or was that Eric? The slobber knockers is Vic. Vic. Okay, so the guy uh, who no, only p- picked Portuguese players is doing better. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he got one Portuguese player because there's only two. Well, he's tenth out of fourteen. So yeah. I mean, come on. Not you, much you have better. To know who Eric, Still better. Take it. Take a wild guess of what would be in Eric's team name. Soccer. No Portuguese, Portuguese hammers. Uh, <laughs> the Portuguese hammers. Oh. Soccer is a very good guess, though. So we're looking for you. Make sure you set your lineups. We're excited to see yes. how this week's go. Uh, we'll update you on who's winning. Uh, I'd love to see um, one of us win it, but if we don't, uh, we're putting together a nice prize pack for you. You get some free shit? Yeah, so uh, free shit. it's worth getting on there. Make sure your team's good. And FanDuel, uh, real quickly. Um, oh, if I would have played this week, I would have won. Yeah, well, yeah. you didn't. I. It's not that I didn't play. It's that Arizona state law prohibited me from playing. And I, I reached out to my- Drive to Nevada, you pussy. I reached out Nevada to Nevada doesn't let you either. Oh. I reached out. Oh yeah, pussy. <laughs> I was in Nevada and they wouldn't let me do it I last believe year. I reached out to my guys and shorts brethren and no one would put in my lineup. I was working. Oh, working. I, I was, was taking working. care of a newborn. That's why I changed a poopy diaper. <laughs> the guy that had all the free time in the world didn't do it for you. Right. Or as we call them in our household, a Jamesy diaper. <laughs> <laughs> so James wow. Willock would have won this and I set my lineup before so everybody can look at it and attest that I would have won. But if you don't add me into it, Jeff Wilson... Who would you rather have win, me or Jeff? Honestly, you. So you should have like made something happen, but you know, uh, state law. I can't do it. Pay a service to you hide know your everybody. IP. Like, come on. Pay That's, you know what? I really paying a service to hide your IP address, James. Get your shit on lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, Jeff gets the win this week. I know. Unfortunately, maybe there might be something to that self-proclaimed. And, and I will say, Roto Grinders. Yeah, it's a common theme. I, can I finish off um, FanDuel by saying, you know what? To the guys that wear Ducks gear, don't put Gibson in, and then maybe you have a shot. Uh, Gibson won me some games last year. You're some not wearing Ducks year. gear. You're so. in all Kings gear. I am in all Kings gear because you know what? This is a Kings podcast. And James, I got James is saying that because if guy I guy wearing Ducks have... colors in front of me and a guy wearing Blackhawks colors in front of me. So at least Jam- you got a Kings hat on, James. So James is only saying that because if I wouldn't have started goalie at all, I would have beat everybody. But I have to start Gibson with a negative 15. Negative I know, right? 15. Fuck you, yeah. Ginger. <laughs> you soulless son of a bitch. Hopefully you learn your lesson. All right. Well, uh, anything else, guys? We good? We good? Absolutely. All right. That's so good. Oh, so good. Oh, so send in before we go. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we weren't done. All right, James, what We're you got? We're finishing out FanDuel. I want to fill this FanDuel league. This week we are paying out money, or FanDuel is going to pay out money. It's $5 to enter. Hit us up. Let us know you want to be part of it. We got we got a small league. We'll build it as we grow. But first, we'll see three of us. So we've got room for four more people. Get our, in on the league this week. Our uh, Twitter liaison will blast it out this week. There you go. So make sure you're in on the FanDuel. Try and beat us. I don't think you can do it, but give it a shot anyways. Well, you can, but maybe Rotor Grinders can, but you know. Don't cheat, we're, Jason. We're going to be Keith. Rotowire or whatever the yeah. website is. It's the King is. Show versus Rotowire. <laughs> That's what this is so far. Basically. So, all right, we're getting out of here. Uh, go ahead, subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We are now on Google Play. I've 
Forgot to mention that. We've been on Google Play for a couple weeks now. And rate us. Give us a yeah. rating. We want Go to see some yeah. five stars. Give us a review. Tell us Every how review. awesome we are. Yeah, totally. Don't tell, tell us how much us, we suck. Tell us what you want to hear We're about the show. This show is for you. So tell us what you want from this show, and we'll, and we'll throw it in. All right. And also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at G-I-S King Show. Uh, you can go to guysandshorts.com. You can buy some merch. We I pro- we are working on some new merch, I promise. We're going to get some new uh, King Show gear up. It's going to be thick. Or something we're working on in the future here. Either way, it's going to be badass. You guys are going to love it. Props to U of A, a homecoming. Got to do this for my wife. U of A killed Washington State. You are we so had, getting laid now. We had a great time in Arizona. But, uh, yeah, I wish I would have gone to college. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, the Navy was great and all, but man, great experience. You're saying girls look better in short shorts than guys do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point you you mentioned there, right, Jordan. Glad enough. you said it. Yep. All right. Also, check out the Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles show. Uh, this week will probably be a good one because I'm sure Ben will absolutely lose his shit for the Dodgers uh, going down in a hole for the World Series there. This is rough. So Yeah, it's a bit rough, so I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining, so be sure to check them out. Uh, Guys in Short Sports, Los Angeles. They're on all the same stuff that we are. All right, we're getting out of here. For James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman, I am Dennis Wilson saying, Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! So <laughs> you want to go into Alex Faust? Faust. He's the Fausty. He's the Faustiest. <laughs> 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 uh.